This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. The geeks were right. Welcome in. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Jay White. I'm here today with Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg, and Wilts Contreras, IT expert at New Core Steel and IT instructor at Holmes Community College. This is normally where I tell you we'd love to hear from you, but it's our drive time this week, and so we're not taking any calls over the phone today. Uh, we will take uh, your pledges at 888-372-GIVE. You can text the word GIVE to 888 Four four eight three, or go to mpbonline.org. But as always, got Jeremy and Wiltz with us here this morning, and uh, we've got a guest that we want to talk about too today. Very interesting stuff. Uh, Seventh Night is the company and uh, the folks that we'll be talking to today, developer of AppMote, which is a uh, ransomware and zero-day managed endpoint protection tool for Windows workstations and servers. And uh, we'll get into a lot of things, including ransomware and what that can mean for uh, businesses and you know small business owners and things like that. A lot of th- a lot of stuff to talk about, and, and some news and notes to get to uh, as well. But first, uh, let me uh, get to the guys. Jeremy, good morning. How's it going? How have things been going at the shop? Uh, we don't have Jeremy yet. Oh, okay, I thought I saw him there. Um, but uh, okay, I'll move on. So, Wilts, how are things going on with you, man? <laughs> man, going pretty good. Just uh, you know. Still staying busy on over here. Uh, got done dealing with telephones last night, so I'm just recovering from a late night at work. But, uh, hey, the phones are still working, so we're okay. And that still that blows my mind every time I, you, you talk about how you have to work with the phones. Because, you know, I was born in the 1970s, so I'm, I'm dating myself a little bit. I got just inside the door, April of 79. And so telephones, to me, are still a hardwired thing that have nothing to do with the Internet. But that's not the reality at all, so... That's very no, interesting. No, I mean, it's crazy. We still totally rely on them. I mean, if people didn't have their desk phones here, I think that they would uh, they would freak out. But hey, you know, but they're 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 computers now too, though. I mean, we manage them just like we would manage a computer anytime. So it, it's not that much different. But yeah, we still rely on it. Hey, the worst thing is we still have fax machines. Oh, how about That's that? Really bad. We yeah. do have a fax machine. The other day, <laughs> I said, uh, you know, I I can't fax you. Like, why can't you fax? I said, I can't fax from where I'm at. I said, where are you at? I said, I'm in 2020. Um, you know, we don't fax them, but they didn't go for that one. So, just saying. That's fantastic. I was going to say it's terrible, but it's fantastic. Actually, is what it is. We have a we have a uh, an all, one of those all in one fax uh, jobs at the little uh, the little hallway right outside the uh, studio here, and uh, basically it serves as our backup printer or copier. Is is that's what it is? It's our backup copier. Instead of it's a fax like machine, the exercise really. Exercise machine at the house. That's really a laundry holder. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's absolutely yeah. it. Absolutely yeah. it. Treadmills are great. They can hold a lot of pants. Right. So I've been working at the, on the phones uh, um, at the plant there. What about uh, how are things going, uh, Professor Wilts, uh, over at Holmes there? Well, man, we got through uh, we got through midterms, so that was a, that was a good thing. A lot more people using um, online proctoring when it came to testing. Uh huh. That was kind of a change. Usually people were going into the labs, you know, 
labs on site to do that kind of stuff. But now we're, you know, the online is just really showing itself. So a lot more people doing that. It's been going really smooth. Um, I think from the instructor side, it hasn't been bad, but it seems like a lot of the students are, are doing okay with it. My, my kids may differ a little bit on that particular opinion. Yeah. My dog's not exactly liking the online piece. My son's pretty cool with it, so. That is interesting. I I would imagine you get kind of the, the whole gamut there. You get folks that love the idea that they, they don't have to get up and go to school and things like that, and they could do this all from home, essentially. You get folks on the complete opposite side of that that are bummed out that they they can't go and do stuff and you know learn and be in an environment like that where they're with a bunch of people. And then I would probably be somewhere in the middle. There are some days where I would just rather do this at home. And then there are other days where I'm excited to go in and you kind of have that weird mix where you're, you know, kind of stuck doing a little bit of yeah. both. Yeah, I kind of, uh, you know, yeah, when you go into the office, you have to actually wear pants and stuff. I and mean, it's a lot rougher. <laughs> so. Right. And uh, I should update everybody. Wilson's got his Batman background with the bat signal going on behind him today on our, our uh, Skype call here. All right. Yeah, yeah. Last week I was a pineapple, so this week I'm a... That's right. You were at the SpongeBob house. That's right. So some yep. interesting uh, little notes to get into. Uh, in the second segment, we'll bring in our guest and we'll start to talk about um, uh, Seventh Night. Um, but how about this? Amazon Prime members get free one-hour grocery pickups at Whole Foods. Um, there are a lot of, of really good reasons to be an Amazon Prime member, and this is not a, a paid endorsement for them, but... This is very interesting here. Uh, free one-hour grocery pickups at all Whole, whole Foods. Now, there are several of those in Mississippi. The, the thing is, you know, with the, the second-day delivery that Amazon has, and that, that's very cool and things like that. But when it's come to specific types of delivery, that stuff has been really slow to get to Mississippi. But this is, you know, this is a guarantee here. This is coming to all of the Whole Foods stores. Amazon Prime members getting uh, free one-hour grocery pickups. Have you, Wilts, have you kind of uh, adjusted your grocery shopping to all of the stuff that we're, we have offered now, to, like Kroger, for example, and, and Walmart, for sure, have, have made shopping for groceries uh, a much different thing than it was just a couple of years ago? You know, I mean, we have... Uh, a little bit. I um, wouldn't say we totally went all the way, all, all in on it. It's been, um, you know, for example, we've used it whenever we've traveled a little bit. We'll, uh, you know, we'll call ahead with an order instead of having to transport and take food with us. Like, hey, there's a, you know, a Walmart in the area. We'll pick it up when we get there, such as over the summer we went on a cabin trip um, instead of having to haul all of that. You know, around here at the house, me and my wife liked it a little bit at first, but we started kind of running into the, oh, well, you know, you don't have that. Oh, they're going to substitute this. The substitutions, and, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then it turned into a lot of products and the, uh, you know, back in the March, April area where a lot of products that you were wanting to pick on, I was like, oh, well, you can't get that online. You have to come into the store to get that particular one. And it's like, well, I'm going to go into the store and walk around and get everything and then go out to my car just to wait for the other half of my groceries. So yeah. we've been kind of hit and miss on it. I like it. I think it's really got um, a lot of potential going on with it. I think it does a, a really great thing because I'll be honest with you, it, it, it reduces those impulse. Oh, I'm, oh yeah, I do need that uh, You know, 55-gallon drum of Hershey's syrup. I need that. Um, so, I mean, it reduces those impulse buyings. But, you know, like I said, we've been... 
little bit hit and miss. How about y'all? It, well, I tell you, you, know, you mentioned, you know, like the, the 55-gallon jar of, of, of chocolate syrup or something like that. I, I noticed that I, I haven't seen, and, and to my knowledge, like Costco or Sam's has not adopted uh, this brand of shopping yet because they do want you to get in there and buy, you know, your uh, two-gallon tub of uh, uh, Hubba Bubba or something like that. So you can have two, you know, a, a two-ton tub of Hubba Bubba in case you ever need to chew all the bubble gum in the world. At some point, and all those impulse buys that you do, but it is interesting. The neighborhood that I live in has a, a a Kroger literally across the street, and then just maybe a quarter mile down the road, there's a Walmart. I mean, they're right on top of each other, and they both offer uh, the grocery pickup. And my wife has she has wholeheartedly bought into it. And specifically, if I mean a Kroger is one thing because that's still. I mean, that's a supermarket. It's still like an old school supermarket. And in fact, in some of their locations, you know, they cling to the idea of the old neighborhood supermarket. But Walmart is very much not that. Walmart has everything under the sun inside their stores. And I've found personally for me, because I can go into Walmart uh, looking for, uh, you know, I'm not going to go in there to buy like a tennis ball set or something like that, like a like a little bottle of three tennis balls. And then I wound up spending like $175 and I've got all this stuff that I didn't know that I needed, but evidently I did. So in that regard, and I don't know that my wife is the same way necessarily, but in that regard, it has helped us tremendously. Just like you said, being able to select all the groceries online, that's cool because you get a chance to, while you're just sitting there looking at the internet, pick the thing you want specifically without having to stand and and maybe other people are coming by and you're having to, you know, let the excuse these people to come by and all this kind of stuff or other people. It's one of those things where there's 7,000 carts in one row right there. And you've got that uncomfortable right away thing that you got to try to pull with all these people, but you don't have to stand there in front of, you know, 17 shelves of 5,000 different brands of ketchup. You know, if you're looking for a new ketchup or something like that, you could just pick one online and then yeah. you know it's waiting for you so in that regard it's very cool you can pick up your groceries and you don't have to go through and look at all that stuff and buy all the things that they have at walmart so in that regard it's been very very good yeah uh, like i say it's one of those it's, it's a balance it's uh it, it's the right tool sometimes but not all the time all right uh, well we got brady bunch now as your background very cool you fit right in yeah, you know, um, here's that story. But uh, anyway, no, I won't bother you. Something we've been talking a lot about on the show, we've had lots of, a lot of questions and a lot of, uh, I guess, reviews, personal reviews to a certain extent, about smart cameras uh, for your home. Well, guess who's getting into the market now? Adobe. Uh, they're opening up pre-orders for their outdoor smart camera. So that's pretty interesting. We can talk about that a little bit more as the show goes on. But Adobe is now getting into. I don't know. You know what? Adobe doesn't make bad products for the most part. Now, they charge good money. You're paying for the brand name, no doubt about it. But they make good products. I'm very interested to see you know, how they do getting into the uh, personal home security market. All right. When we come back, we're going to be talking uh, with the, the developers of Seventh Night, the developer of the App Moat. Ransomware Zero Day, managed endpoint protection tool for Windows workstations and servers. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. All 
Welcome back. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Thank you for listening during our fall drive time here on MPB Think Radio. We would love you to support us by calling 888-372-4483, and you can text the word GIVE to 888-372-4483. You can also pledge online, mpbonline.org. Your contribution makes shows like this possible with folks like Wilts and Jeremy and their expertise, and you get to hear about topics that affect real Mississippians on an everyday basis, like uh, our guest today that we have, Seventh Night. Uh, Wiltz, tell us a little bit about uh, the idea behind uh, uh, having uh, the guys on the show here today and a little bit about what you'll be talking about. Well, you know, you don't always see it in the news all that much, but but ransomware is really becoming a bigger and a bigger and a bigger problem. Um, I think even just, was it this week, I believe, um, Yazoo County, the schools up there just got hit. They just ended up, it was making the news here. They just, their board just voted to have to pay $300,000 to try to get their, their files back. So, wow. so ransomware is not just something that is happening to other people or that is happening. It just happens to the other guy or it just happens you know down the road. This is happening to our neighbors. This is happening to, to people right here. Um, I had another friend of mine that actually shot me a note about two weeks ago. His family business was taken out. They wanted $80,000 per computer to restore his data. So he says, well, I guess I'm rebuilding everything. And that was 18 years of work he lost. Wow. So, so ransomware is a huge problem. It's hitting you know, individuals. It's hitting small business, large business. Um, and so really, you know, the idea behind a lot of this is really just to get people educated and to realize that, yeah, it doesn't um, – it, it, it's not just that thing. This, this is something that is happening to us. And here's the other part of that is not only that, but – it impacts us because what is what is that school district losing that three hundred thousand dollars, for example, going to do? Right. What's it going to do for the students? What's it going to do for the community? What's it going to do for the budget? Um, you know, I mean, when business X, business Y, business Z, when they when they lose this, I mean, this has real impact. Yeah. So it was about bringing awareness to it and you know really outlining what it is, making sure that our listeners know why they they should be concerned. Um, and then also maybe some things that we can actually do about it to to uh, mitigate the problem. All right, who do we have on? Uh, who do we have with us today? You got some guys with you over there. So tell us who we have on the program. Oh, yeah. Well, we have Travis Odom, and we have Charlie Case, and they are with Seventh Night here in Central Mississippi. Um, as you mentioned before, Seventh Night they've developed a a program called AppMote that helps businesses such as mine to defend ourselves against um, against the ransomware problem. I mean, it's just, like I said, it, it is a problem. We have to, def- we have to defend it. It's kind of like a, like auto insurance. The time to worry about protection is not after you've had the accident. Right, you have yeah. to actually do that ahead of time. So um, it's, it's definitely that proactive tool um, that, you know, helps us with that. So guys, you want to introduce yourselves? Yes, uh, my, my name is Travis Odom. I'm the uh, Vice President of Sales for Seventh Night Inc. Um, I've been on board here for just about three years now, and I really had my eyes open to the serious, serious threat that ransomware poses to hospitals, schools, anyone with sensitive personal information. It is just, it's just crazy what's been going on. And, and our founder and CEO, Luke Kessler, has actually invented a way that uh, is patent protected, that you can install it in your Windows-based computer, and it changes the way your computer functions, and you will not uh, get your get your data stolen. 
My name is Charlie Case. I am a VP of Government Services, and I really focus on uh, government uh, entities and agencies. Um, I've worked with state agencies for over 15 years in the state of Mississippi, and I'm really concerned about the effects of ransomware on our state institutions and the importance of that data, because the majority of that data has state revenue um, impacts uh, to the state. And uh, states can't afford to pay a, you know, a $800,000 ransom to get data back. And then if we lose data at Medicaid, people can't get health care. If we lose data at child welfare services, kids can't be taken care of and they can't get their, the, the things they need. So there are really strong impacts uh, if data is uh, held for ransom under state agencies and state governments. Yeah. So, um, so guys, you know, really the very first question that really comes to mind is what is ransomware? And we've kind of like alluded to it, but um, at the, at the end of the day, what is it that's doing? And, you know, it, and Travis, you got something for us? On well, that? yeah, you know, we, we've all heard of computer viruses and, and I'm, I'm a bit of a lay person when it comes to the engineering of how everything works, but I understand the sales aspect and either way, um, an antivirus software is going to constantly scan your system for known threats. Well, ransomware, they're called zero-day threats because no one has ever seen them before. So your antivirus can't protect you against them. And usually they're targeted to a very specific company or, or entity, and they, they can take months to even infiltrate. But once they've got your data, you have to pay them or you're not going to get it back. Yeah, by encrypting it, it basically scrambles the information so... You know, you're not able to read it anymore, and it takes a special key. And this key is not um, it's, it's not simple to get through. That I, I think, for the most part, I don't know of really any ransomware that there's a publicly known key to back unlock it. You have to go back to to these bad guys. Um, you know, it's it's going to lock up and scramble things such as your documents, pictures. Imagine your tax documents, financial records. You know, for businesses, customer records. You know, the biggest thing that I always worry about. You know, when it comes to my computer at the house. I've got digital pictures of my kids going back to when they were born. Um, you know, to lose that would be detrimental, not to mention it probably involved me sleeping on the couch quite a bit. So, um, well, you know, in this, in some cases, uh, like in New Orleans, in Louisiana, uh, they, they got attacked. They never received a ransom. Uh, they just got the ransomware. No one ever sent a ransom note and their recovery cost was over $3 million just to recover from that. Uh, and there was no actual contact with the ransom to be paid. Yeah, so it's some it's some really big, it's a really big problem, it's really growing. It doesn't always make the news all that much. I mean, I guess we see it on the IT side, but I think it's starting to get a little bit more out there with it attacking more public entities like we're seeing. And I want people to also realize it's not just businesses, it's also individuals. Um, you know, usually, usually the way this is gonna get um, get to attack someone is going to be through what we call a phishing email. It'll be a fake email coming in that's going to try to trick you. It could be something that pretends to be from your bank or pretends to be from Amazon or pretends to be from Jay White um, <laughs> that, that, that comes in there and manages to get you to click on it. And then what ends up happening is you run this program or download it from an uh, uh, internet site. And all of a sudden, well, now, you know, there's not really too much you can do at that point. Once it gets to that point, you've bypassed a lot of a lot of security problems. That's one thing that we say a lot in on the security side of things is the, the biggest vulnerability stares back at you at the, in the mirror every morning. Um, so, 
so it, again, it's not just a business issue. Um, it is definitely a, a personal issue as well. Estimates say in 2019 that almost $7 billion were paid in ransom um, where uh, requests that have been attacked by ransomware, and that's just in the U.S. Yeah, that's billion with a B. Yeah. Um, that, I don't know. That's scary. I mean, what is that doing to all of us, to the, you know, to the end user, to the end customer at some point? So I have a question. I mean, where and at what point did the idea for developing uh, the the app boat come along? Because I know this is um, I, this is something that's very interesting. You talk about it's so random. Like if if Yazoo County of all the school districts that you would want to hit in Mississippi, and it's nothing against Yazoo County, but that's just a smaller place. I mean. If I was going to try to, to, you know, get a decent ransom from, now I'm trying to think like a criminal over here, a decent ransom from a school district, I mean, I'm trying to hit DeSoto County or Hines County or Rankin County or, or Harrison County, you know, Hattiesburg Schools, you know, Clinton or Pearl Schools, something like that, Tupelo area. But Yazoo County, I mean, if if Yazoo County can get hit for 300000 and that is a crippling blow to you know education budgets that are already underfunded and totally strapped in this era and now they're going through all this junk right now where kids are all over the place and not coming into the school and 300,000 is a crippling blow to a budget like Yazoo County Schools that's just incredible. Well, I, I think though with Yazoo County that you know you you probably had somebody there that was the vulnerability point uh their efficient email went out they just happened to be the ones that clicked on it that's why it's so crazy even though you may get targeted specifically you may also get caught just by a random incident and you're 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 hooked with ransomware yeah the uh one of the things about people who get hit which it happens more and more than we even know is it's it's really embarrassing for these companies who just weren't protected you know they budget a certain amount of money for it and for different kinds of protection in that department and they pick something that they think is going to work but even though these large security suites advertise that they can protect against ransomware, they really can't. Not really when there's a targeted attack. That's why our, our founder and CEO, a few years ago, uh, just a, um, one of these coding geniuses that know what they're doing with software, literally invented and then patented the technology that works. It changes the way a Windows machine operates at the very base level. Uh, when your computer is kicking off, you know, one of 200 programs that it's always just kind of running. Instead, it's kicking off Atmo, and Atmo kicks off the program. It's right at the right point. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jay White. I'm here today with Wilts Couture, and uh, we're talking about uh, ransomware, um, which is, um, boy, I, just the thing with the Azu County thing, I'm still stunned by that. But it's not just a, a government thing or a school district thing or just a small business thing or big business thing. It's an ind- individual thing as well. And glad we're having the guys from Seventh Night on today uh, with Wilts talking about this. Wilts, go ahead and take it away. All right. Well, you know, um, we kind of alluded to it in the in the previous segment, but uh, one thing that we were kind of thinking that may help um, some of our listeners out there, you know, we talk about how these these threats get to you and can take advantage of you, but but how do you identify these, especially in this day and age? We're also connected to email, and you know, 
years ago, you used to be able to say, okay, well, you know, if the, um, you, you would look, you know, it'd be a, a, a bad copy of, of a logo or it would be, um, you know, you look for language and misspelling problems. But, you know, the, the, the threat actors have gotten a heck of a lot smarter. And so nowadays it has gotten a little bit harder to identify these malicious um, attempts. However, there's still some things that our listeners can do in order to, you know, prevent themselves from becoming a victim in the first place. Yeah, you know, one of the things that I see a lot um, is that there you'll get an email from an entity that you're not aware of and you've won an iPad or a free phone or click here for your opportunity to claim your uh, prize. Those are usually all bogus. <laughs> and I would say, you know, 99.9%, you're probably not going to get anything free other than malware or ransomware or something you didn't want. So, you know, that's usually a, a good sign to always be on the lookout for somebody trying to give you something for nothing or winning something that you didn't even enter to win. Yeah. yeah, I can tell you that a few times over the last couple of years, I'll get an email to my personal account from someone that I know. You know, their name is, it's, it's one of my family members' names or something. And the way that they're talking to me in the email just seems a little off. So I'll check the name and sure enough, someone has stolen uh, in, in something they've done, some game they've played or something, they've stolen their address book and they're sending out emails to everyone with phishing scams in them. And that's just one thing. That's just one way. Email is one way to get it in. There are many other ways for ransomware to take hold of your company or your private stuff. Yeah, I man, that's one thing we brought up on the show a few times is you have to be careful. Anything in the digital world is pretty easy to fake. Um, so it does take looking under the hood just a little bit. So, for example, if you were receiving an email that you think is from jy at mpbonline.org, <laughs> um, you may want to actually look at that email address, and though it may say his name in the plain text, if you look at it, it's going to probably be some scrambled, you know, a bunch of letters and numbers at, you know, uh, badguy.com or something, but it's not going to really be coming from where you think. So that's one thing you really want to look out for. Um, you know, taking that extra second just to hover over that link or even looking at it on your phone, just hover over and look and see... It says this, but where's it really going? And the same thing with links inside of emails. It may say, hey, click this to go in and verify your PayPal account or to check your banking account balance. But if you hover over that button or that link, it may not be taking you to Trustmark.com. It's probably taking you to um, GiveMeYourMoney.com or something. So you know, just looking at those links can really go a long way in, in, in helping you to uh, stay protected. Another thing that you see in a lot of these messages is also – uh, we we kind of call it the call to action. It's when they're in there. It's like, you need to take this action. You need to do it now. It's urgent. Um, you know, here's always been my thought. If if something is truly urgent, I'm probably not going to send it to somebody via email. That's right. <laughs> yeah, if something's really urgent, I think there's a phone call in order. Um, you know, if I, you know, kind of, uh, we see that so much. Like, oh, you know, there's, we see that on the, uh, well, not even phishing, the vishing, the voicemail ones when they're calling on mm -hmm. us. Like, this is the IRS, and we're going to send the police to your home immediately because you owe $4.5 million in back taxes if you don't immediately send us these Apple iTunes cards. Now, last I checked, Uncle Sam is not actually accepting you can pay your taxes <laughs> by Apple <laughs> iTunes cards. But amazingly, that is a legit scam that's going on, and people will actually go out and do it. Uh, we've actually brought, I think we brought that one up on here before. So, so that's that. Call to urgency. Again, if it's urgent, 
make it a phone call. If uh, the IRS wants to come and arrest you, guess what? They're just going to show up at your door. You're, you're going to know it. They're not going to give you a phone call as a courtesy. Well, it's just interesting. I, I, I don't know if it's directly directly related to exactly the type of scams you're talking about, but my wife got a text randomly from uh, somebody, and it was an offer to, I think it was to have Gatorade logos to, to like – to brandish your car with Gatorade logos or something like it was Gatorade or some sort of beer or something like that for $500 a week. And I was like, I'll slam a Gatorade logo on the side of my car for $500 a week. I don't care. And I'll put it on my forehead. Right. right. <laughs> I'll wear the shirt, the socks, the whole nine yards. But uh, yeah, it, it um, I was like, well, that's kind of interesting. I said, eh, click on the link. And the link took us to some, uh, Google some Google spreadsheet that was it, you know immediately you could tell you know something was not cool about it and we got out of it pretty fast and I don't know if that's if that's too far of, of steps to take in something like that but that's that's in, that's enticing man five hundred bucks a week oh, to yeah. just slam a Gatorade logo on my car let's go yeah <laughs> I mean there's a lot of those like that and even if they're not actually trying to get that ransomware into into your computer I mean there's there's it's not the only threat out there it could just be simply hey. You know what, Jay? We're gonna we're gonna give you that five hundred bucks a week. But what we need is we need your routing number and account number for your bank. Yeah. And oh, by the way, you know, and, and all of a sudden they start getting, and we're gonna need you to send us a W nine with your social security number so we can make sure that we pay you. Right. Uh, so their end game could just be the good old you know good old fashioned identity theft. So there's a lot of different ways it goes. Um, you know, just because you think it's from someone you can trust, I and mean, that's that's the big thing. It's like that that looks like a legitimate business, but you can't always. Unfortunately, you just can't trust it anymore online. All right, let's uh, let's have the guys talk about AppMote a little bit, the uh, the program that they've developed, and uh, if you know small business owners or, or big corporations, anybody's listening, how they could uh, you know use something like this. Well, let me tell you, we have we've been blessed. We have a, a, an array of uh, really great clients at this point. Uh, can't really talk about them because it's their personal stuff. But uh, the bottom line is, it's just been so so eye-opening how serious this threat is to hospitals, to large uh, manufacturing companies, to uh, personal uh, and home offices, things like that. Um, the way that the uh, item works, the way that the product works, is on any Windows-based machine, it is, uh, it is installed, and it manages every single program that is run on that machine. There are multiple ways to install that mode. Uh, you can do the quick install that just kind of uh, whitelists everything that is currently running on the machine, but it doesn't have any of the uh, pain points that traditional whitelisting has. It has a way of opening each program so that if it is an untrusted or unknown program, it opens it in a safe profile so that it doesn't have any access to any of your pa passwords, map drives, phone book, any of your personal information. So even if ransomware does try to run, it is kept away from everything important and just gets scrubbed clean once the machine has been restarted. It is really, really cool. Yeah, one thing I've really been impressed with on it as well is that you know, one problem that we run into a lot in, in the business world, uh, especially with us, you know, we're a 24-7 operation. Uh, what I don't need is I don't need a security program stepping in at 3 o'clock in the morning preventing our production teammates are being able to do what they need to do. 
the really nice thing with the way that Atmo can encapsulate is they can still actually run. It doesn't affect someone's ability to run, even if it's an unknown or untrusted. And, and the way that you see some other programs do is like, oh, I don't know what this app is. You're just not going to run it. And all of a sudden, you shut down people from being able to operate. This will still actually allow it to run, but it allows it to run safely um, and prevents it from being able to get to get to that important, you know, the real crucial information inside of the computer. Yeah, it segments it from the things on your computer that are personal, network drives, hard drives, the Windows folder. It, it segments away and doesn't allow to have access to any of those things. It will run in RAM and do what it needs to do, but uh, it can't do anything else. Travis, Charlie, thank you for your time today, folks. Uh, SeventhNight.com uh, forward slash AppMote, A-P-P-M-O-A-T, is the website you want to go to for more information. We, guys, we really appreciate you coming on today. And, Wilts, thanks for setting this up and uh, bringing this very important part of the, the world of technology to our attention. A contractor ever tell you the price of something and it sounds so high you think, eh, maybe I'll try it myself. Some jobs just aren't that difficult, and yes, you can do it. If you want to find out how to do those things, listen to Fix It 101, podcast everywhere.